When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Uh, of course, we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes, and you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. So we did start yesterday with West Coast coach Adam Simpson. We had Simon Garlick, the CEO of Fremantle, on today with news of the club financials for the 2023 season. It's an interesting set of numbers, record turnover, record average crowds, record membership. Still can't help thinking 2023 was one of missed opportunity for the Dockers, given the struggles of West Coast. Really hope they can make good on their 2022 promise this year. So how do they do that? So thanks to Isuzu Utes and the Isuzu D-Max, here are four thoughts on the Dockers in 2024 to four-wheel drive you to work today. The four things I really want to see from the Fremantle Dockers this season. One, I want to see the club and the players be a little harder on themselves. And I've got a couple of theories on what happened to Fremantle in 2023. First, I think the list changes they had affected them more than they anticipated. It was probably time for David Mundy to retire at the age of 37, but his loss combined with the avoidable loss of big-bodied Blake Akers from the midfield left them smaller and more vulnerable than they thought it would be. It caught them on the back foot in the first two months of the season. They stumbled to two and five. The midfield got pushed around and bullied and they were playing catch-up from that point, always a couple of wins shy of where they might have been able to attack the back half of the season from. But I think there was a second part of the struggle as well. I don't think they handled the expectations put on the club after a rapid rise up the ladder in 2022. As I mentioned to Simon earlier, I like the fact that the club has a strategic plan in place. I like the fact that they've set goals. Those goals are lofty. And you don't want them to retreat from that now, even if the goals become unachievable. You want the club to put expectations on itself and you want the club to get used to dealing with those expectations. It is what the stronger clubs do. And if Fremantle aspires to be a stronger club, I think they need to put themselves out there. The team that got too small and too young in 2023 is a year older, bigger and stronger there seems a reasonable chance that Nat Fife will hold up in the midfield to add another big body. Time for the club to remove the safety net and really go after what they want. Point two, this follows on from the first. I'm not one of those people who believes that the the Sean Darcy, Luke Jackson, one-two ruck punch can't work. They are different players and they bring different things to the table. Now, personally, I wouldn't have committed as much contract uh, money and salary cap share as the Dockers have put into the Ruck duo. But now that they've done it, they've got to make it work. And to make it work, both the Ruckman and the mids at their feet have to aim high. Luke Jackson kicked 22 goals last year from 41 shots on goal. I want that tally to be 25 to 30 goals this year. And Sean Darcy kicked 12 goals in 2021 and 10 goals in 2022, but only four goals last year. Now, Darcy can go forward and mark the ball, and he should be adding 10 to 15 goals this year. If the Dockers get a minimum 35 to 40 goals from their resting Ruckman, 
They will have effectively created a second tall forward option and taken weight and pressure off youngster Jai Amis. Now, Amis played a remarkable season last year, but he's still just 20. And the other non-negotiable for the Dockers with these two in the ruck is that they must win the clearance battle every week. In several of those disappointing early season losses Fremantle didn't recover from last year, they not only lost clearances, they lost them badly. If you are investing as much money in ruck stocks as Freo are and you're losing clearances, you are wasting your money. Point three, I want Hayden Young in the midfield. And assuming that Nat Fife stays fit, I don't want there to be stoppages where there isn't at least one of Young and Fife in there. The Dockers lacked big, hard bodies in there in 2023. And while I think Matt Johnson will spend time inside as well as on the wing and Neil Erasmus develops is developing as an inside mid, Young is big and strong and turns left, which is really valuable for a midfield to have. And Fife, even though he's 32, is a beast who, if he plays things right, will create time and space for blokes like Brayshaw and Sarong in the manner that Dave Mundy used to. Mundy had a glorious two-season finish to his career, in part because of what he could do with the ball, but also in part because of the chances he was able to create for the players around him and the wisdom he brought to a young midfield. Fife, 32, 218 games into a storied career, still has the time to write his own fairy tale if he stays fit and gets it right. Last point, point four, I want Michael Frederick to become the most lethal chase-down tackling forward in the AFL in the same way that Andy Brayshaw took his another game to another level in 2022 by becoming the game's best two-way running mid. In 2023, the now-departed Lockie Schultz kicked 33 goals and laid 95 tackles at better than four per game. Frederick was also dangerous offensively, kicking 26 goals, but he laid 32 tackles in his 19 games at less than two per game. Schultz and fellow fellow forward Sam Switkowski finished fourth and fifth in Fremantle's tackle count. Frederick finished 19th. Veteran forward Michael Walters, now 32 and about half as quick as Frederick, laid one more tackle than Frederick. It gets back to what I mentioned at the top of this. The Dockers need to get harder on themselves. Who is quicker, Schultz or Frederick? The answer is obvious. Who had the greater appetite to tackle and apply pressure in 2023? The answer is equally obvious. Fast Freddy should be an absolute nightmare for opposition defenders trying to shift the ball from the back. If he does that, he will be well on the way to becoming one of the most dangerous and potent small forwards in the AFL. What do you reckon, Dockers fans? Do you agree or disagree with any or all of that? You can have your say on the show by shooting us a text on 0487 736 736 or you can give us a call on the Bower and O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Bower and O'Day, because the little things are everything. We're going to talk to Australian women's cricket coach Shelley Nitschke after the break. Of course, they have their test match coming up at the Wacker with South Africa starting tomorrow. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. It's time for some news.